Welcome to the Linder Farm Network Field Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Lemke. Today we're talking True Soya, a Ohio Lake soybean project that's been years in the making and with many facets. Today, Minnesota Soybean CEO Tom Slunica joins us to explain the connections between the new Ohio Lake soybean, the Ag Innovation Campus in Crookston, and aquaculture. It's a full circle project with some intriguing potential. Well, the Hyolaic soybean is a traditional soybean that has been modified to be healthier for human diets. So a number of years ago, the FDA decided that the American population was getting too much trans fats in their diet. And that's trans fats create uh, issues with heart attacks. And so the uh, uh, United Soybean Board went to work on creating soybeans that had a better oil profile. And that profile is hyoleic. It's a, it's a, a, a better oil for doing a lot of different things. So if you're uh, cooking French fries, the 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 French fry oil actually lasts longer. Um, if you're making potato chips, uh, the shelf life of that soybean uh, that that potato chip will last longer because that oil didn't degrade. Um, but then also it works well whenever you're making biodiesel. It actually creates a better quality biodiesel. So all the way around, it's been a, a really an amazing advantage. Uh, to the soybean, and uh, that all came from listening to consumers, listening to the government, and the checkoff dollars going to work to make a solution. And now Minnesota Soybean is also uh, very involved in developing your own line of, uh, of soybeans, Ohio leg beans, uh, called uh, True Soya. So tell me a little bit about that. Well, the True Soybean is a little bit different than the standard Ohio leg soybean. It also has a component of linolenic oil in it that's uh, traditional in level to normal soybeans. Uh, whereas uh, other hyolaic soybeans have a very low linolenic number. Linolenic uh, is the thing that contributes to uh, omega-3s. And we all hear about omega-3s whenever people are thinking about taking fish oil or the advantages of having uh, more aquaculture in your diet. Uh, so there's a lot of health adv- advantages to that as well. It doesn't commonly come with uh, a high oleic, so we had to work a little bit harder to get the two to work together. And now this is the the middle, as you said, of a rather long project that's been going on with the True Soya. And tell me a little bit about uh, the origins, its intent, and some of the things that are going to happen with this going forward. Well, as we've discovered this bean, it, you know, there's there's been some rocky roads along the way, and and we've been developing this bean now since 2018. Um, ultimately, what we want to do is create new markets for soybean, soybean oil, soybean meal, uh, and that's that's the ultimate goal. And the profile of the oil in the meal coming off this beans is advantageous to aquaculture in particular. Um, there are other markets that are interested in it as well. But as you start to develop any new value-added soybean, there's always one barrier in the way. And that barrier is getting just a handful of seeds, literally less than a cup of seeds that come out of the breeding house, to a large enough quantity that uh, a large crusher will be interested in processing and keeping that identity very, very specific to that small amount of beans. So as we started into this, we realized that there's very few places like this in existence in the U.S., Um, and so as the idea was forming, we decided that 
what if we had a small crush facility that was able to help soybeans like this come to market? And that's where the Ag Innovation Campus came on board. And so that was really the middle step of this. So first we created the seed. Uh, now we're creating the Ag Innovation Campus in order to process seeds l- like this one. Um, and we're also still slowly ramping up that seed to have enough quantity to, to produce more. So what is the process? And I understand you, uh, you have some seed. You're going to be growing that out to have enough production to uh, continue the, the research and the evaluation. Where, where are you at now and what's kind of the next phase in, in all of its development? So evaluation is the exact right word. We need to make sure that this soybean uh, is suitable for processing. We need to make sure that this soybean has a long shelf life whenever it becomes feed. And then uh, foremost, we have to make sure that it performs in in the diet of those animals or humans where, where this bean is going to be utilized. So the, one of the next phases in the process is was to find a partner to do those sites types of trials. Uh, Prairie Aquatech, which is a small company in Brookings, South Dakota, uh, produces aquaculture feed, is very interested in the profile that would come from a true soya bean. So we are going to partner with them in the next phase. But first, we've got to raise the beans and it's a little bit risky. So in 2022, we'll be planting two lots of 160 acres of two hyaluronic beans slightly different and we we got a couple of courageous farmers to raise their hand and say yes i want to be part of this new exciting trend i want to see if it works out so we've got farmers that are that are going to help us raise these beans and um, then we'll uh once they're harvested in 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 this fall then they'll be the very first beans that go through the specialty crush at the ag innovation campus so this, as you mentioned, it's a, a process that so far has been in the works for four years and, and a couple more years yet to before I understand that uh, these soybeans would be available on a bit wider level. Touch on that if you would. Yeah, you know, it, it does take a long time to ramp up seed. Uh, we're not a seed company, so we have to go through a lot of extra steps and work with seed company partners to make sure that it happens. So what will happen in the next phase is that, that those two lots of 160 acres, part of those beans will go into the aquaculture testing. Part of it will go back into seed ramp up. So when the data comes out in 2023 of the results that the these soybeans had at Prairie Aquatech via being crushed at the Ag Innovation Campus, um, then we'll pull the trigger and we'll start planting more of these beans to make them more widely available in 2024. When everything comes together like like it should, in 2024, there'll be a, uh, an already uh, market demand created for this brand new bean. So we'll be raising the beans uh at the same level that there is a new market designed for these beans. So it's a totally new way of looking at uh, production of value-added soybeans. You have to control all ends of the chain in order for new ideas to make it to market cost-effectively and more readily. So as we create new opportunities for farmers, we have to do it one by one by one. You can't blanket a whole bunch of traits and a whole bunch of new properties because you don't know whether or not you can get them processed. You don't know if the marketplace wants them. You don't know if they're going to perform agronomically. So you have to methodically go through this through the testing. 
With the Ag Innovation Campus in the middle of this process, we'll be able to bring more beans on quicker than ever before. Now, this is all, as you said, checkoff funded. The soybean farmers have uh, supported this themselves. Uh, it's one of those things that uh, the, the upfront uh, investment doesn't necessarily get returned in the next six months. But in the long haul, this could really be something that has great potential uh, to be a, a great investment of uh, soybean checkoff dollars. It was a very small investment uh, for the checkoff here in Minnesota. We were able to do it on the on really a lot of research that had been prior by the United Soybean Board. Um, but to see a return on investment in a six-year period with anything to do with genetics is a very fast turnaround. And the types of values that we're talking about here are nearly double the value of traditional soybeans in this process. This is a very specific bean created for a very specific end use, and the value that that can be extracted from that marketplace is greater than traditional soybeans could ever be. It's a pretty exciting project to watch, I guess. So where can folks uh, go to follow along and see what's happening with with the True Soyuz development? It's an exciting story, and we certainly like to give uh, as much information as we can about our progress. Everybody can go to mnsoybean.org. That's the website for both the Soybean Checkoff and the Soybean Growers Association. Um, and there you'll be able to find stories. Just simply type in True Soya and you'll be able to track our progress. Well, best of luck with it. Sounds interesting. Sounds pretty exciting. Thank you, Dan. It's it's really one of those few stories that is uh, uh, cradle to grave, soup to nuts. It's the whole thing. And uh, we're, we're very proud to, to be able to perform Uh, for the farmers using their checkoff dollars. Thanks for joining us for this Field Talk podcast from the Linder Farm Network. Tune in to your local LFN affiliate for the latest news and farm markets.